Shalom Ubracha. My name is Terry Oved. Thank you for joining us. In last week's Parsha Vaishlach, we encounter our forefather Yaakov. Yaakov, you may recall, had successfully bought it for the birthright from his moments older twin brother Esav. That lawful transaction notwithstanding, when Esav subsequently discovers that Yaakov appropriated to himself the blessings of the firstborn, vows to kill Yaakov. And so Yaakov flees to seek refuge with his uncle Lavan. After 20 years, two decades, Yaakov wishes to return home with the family and possessions he earned to begin his own life. But Uncle Lavan would not allow him to. And so Yaakov flees from Lavan only to learn that his brother Esav is fast approaching to, quote, welcome him back, unquote, with an army of 400 warriors. And Yaakov was distressed. One evening while preparing to flee from the deceitful Lavan, Yaakov was busy transporting his family and belongings across the stream from one side to the other, over and over again. When towards evening, as he returns alone to the other side to retrieve some small forgotten trinkets, Pachim Ketanim, he's attacked by someone with whom he wrestles all night. There are several ideas as to the identity of the wrestler. Some say it was Stone Cold Steve Austin of the WWF. The Torah calls him Ish. The prophet Hoshea calls him Malach. Our sages call him the guardian angel of Esav, whose name ought not be repeated. As daybreak comes and the angel realizes he cannot prevail over Yaakov, he strikes him in the hollow of his thigh, injuring him. Though wounded, Yaakov still manages to grasp the angel tightly. When, ya when the angel asks Yaakov to release him, Yaakov replies, only if you bless me. And so compelled, the angel tells Yaakov, your name shall no longer be Yaakov, but Israel, for you have wrestled with God and man and have prevailed. Yaakov is not a leader. Not yet. There was no nation for him to lead. Yet the, Nora go, yet the Torah goes to great lengths to give us an insight into his personal struggle for identity. Because it was not his alone. It is ours. The Torah is not a story or a history book. It does not purport to explain, but to teach. So what lessons can we derive from those events that took place once upon a time, long ago, in a land far, far away? The first is that every little bit counts. Yaakov was a wealthy man. He had earned everything he had by hard work, honestly and painstakingly. And yet he felt it necessary to go back and retrieve the few trivial and trifling trinkets he left behind. Do not be so quick to renounce what was so difficult to acquire. Lesson number two, whenever possible, do not go into the dark alone. The holy books teach that there are many mazikim, harmful agents that have dominion at night, in the dark, that prey upon lone travelers. Also, you cannot see as well in the dark. Your faculties are not as sharp, your vision distorted. So too in life and in our personal and professional relationships. When a decision must be made, do not make it alone, in the dark, so to speak, when you are unaccompanied and cannot rely on anyone else's insight or assistance. We say, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, which means that God alone is alone, and only God alone can be alone, not us. There is a solution to solitude, yet solitude is not the solution. Lesson number three, Yaakov was not the stereotypical scrawny 100-pound Jewish weakling, a nerdy Woody Allen type, poindexter with scotch tape rimmed glasses, a bulging briefcase, and some number two pencils tucked neatly into the right side pocket of his oversized short sleeve sh dress shirt. No offense to anyone's fashion sense. <laughs> he, was, he was not just a man of God with a perpetually renewed library card. He was a tough guy when he needed to be. How do we know? Because rather than scream for help, beg for sympathy, or lament his fate, he went head to head with the angel. And why is that so important? 
because for the first time in his life, when confronted by a mortal threat, Yaakov refused to run, indeed could not run, because the angel dislocated his hip. Remember, this incident with the angel occurred just before Yaakov's impending encounter with Esav and his 400 armed men. As he did in the past, Yaakov may have thought now too to run from Esav. That was when the angel attacked him. That was why the angel attacked him. That was why the angel attacked him in a part of the body that would make it difficult for him to run. Yaakov had developed a pattern of avoiding, escaping, running. He ran from his home after receiving the blessing from his father Yitzchak. He ran from his uncle Avan. And now once again, he was about to run from his own brother, Esav. Doubts are not always destructive, providing they bring you closer to yourself, your purpose, and your creator. Perhaps God wanted to teach Yaakov that the notion of constantly running is not the Jewish way, the proper way. Perhaps Hashem wanted Yaakov to understand that as the progenitor of the Jewish people, in a bitter foreshadowing of what Am Yisrael would constantly be forced to wrestle with throughout its individual and national existence, this quality of cunning and running was not a proper representation, representation of Hashem's chosen. Now Yaakov had no choice but to fight and ultimately win. This is a lesson to us all. When we stop running from our problems and directly struggle with them, when we overcome our urge to run and instead engage our fears and master them as Yaakov was forced to and did, then we too will become worthy of demanding and receiving a blessing. There is a beautiful pasuk in Yeshayahu which reads, Kol kli lo No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That doesn't mean that there will not be opposition or adversity in your life. There will. And the weapons formed against you may be formidable and frightening, but they will not ultimately hurt you. Your future is intact. You will not go under. You will go through. All of us have unfortunately been forced to wrestle with our own demons. And we know how difficult that is. To wrestle with angels takes courage. To wrestle with angels all night and defeat them takes strength, physical and moral strength. To wrestle with angels all night and defeat them takes that physical and moral strength. And so the related lesson within the lesson is, be strong. Yaakov's behavior demonstrates that while he was willing to sit down with the angel, he was also unafraid to stand up to him. There will be moments in your life when you will be faced with a set of events, not of your own making, which demand an immediate response, fight or flight. Yaakov's episode teaches us that it is okay to fight and that sometimes in order to get to something, you have to go through something. When the angel whispers to Yaakov, you cannot withstand the storm, Yaakov roars back, I am the storm. Be the storm. Lesson number four, negotiate. When Yaakov was successful at repelling the angel's attack and then the angel wanted to leave, Yaakov extracted a concession from him. You came to harm me. You couldn't. Now I will force you to bless me, which is anathema to anyone who was ever set upon harming you. Remember that the next time you gain the upper hand in a long drawn out battle, that when you have the opportunity, seize and maximize it. Don't just go through it, grow through it. Finally, and this is my favorite, is that we are often at our best when life is at its worst. We absorb life, including its blows and move on. If we're lucky or work hard, adversity makes us better, stronger, deeper. We'll never be problem-free 100% of the time because we're human and that's the way life is. But there are moments when something happens, we take a turn or become aware of a new understanding. There are times when you realize a certain point in the arc of distress has been reached. There are times when justice just happens. You are not defined by your past. You are prepared by it. It wasn't the best time in Yaakov's life that brought out the best in him. This may involve a lifetime of struggle, but the outcome is immense, genuine strength. Because in the end, no one is stronger than the one who knows precisely who and what they are. Like our father Yaakov, 
we too would do well to remember that we are only consigned to our fate once we are resigned to our fate. I am Terry Oved. Shalom Abracha.